How's it, everyone? Welcome to Discuss Shane. I'm your host, Shane. And if you love sports, know about sports, don't have a clue about sports, or even want to know a thing or two about sports, this is the podcast for you. So, today's topics will be about uh, multiple things. First one we'll get at is... uh, with the Dolphins, right? The Dolphins, they traded down from the third pick to the 12th pick and then back up to the sixth pick. So basically, they tra- traded down from the third pick to the sixth pick. Everyone is saying that the Dolphins are set on drafting, on keeping Tua Tungavailoa as their franchise quarterback. Now, I love Tua. I even have a jersey of his face. But are we sure? Are we really sure that the Dolphins are set on Tua, and that they're out of the conversation of trading for Sean Watson? Who knows? The next topic we'll get at is a big trade that happened recently with the Panthers trading away, trading to get Sam Darnold from the New York Jets, and I tell you who wins that trade. The next topic we'll get at is with the draft. It's coming up pretty soon is with regarding the 49ers, a team that did draft with the Miami Dolphins from to go from the 12th pick to the third pick and who they're actually going to draft. And do I really believe that they're really going to draft Mac Jones with their third pick? Who knows? And my next topic is that if the 49ers do draft Mark Jones, whoever gets Justin Fields is going to have an absolute steal, a huge steal with that pick. And my final topic will be about controversial comments between Draymond Green and calling the younger players of, of today's NBA soft as hell. So... Let's get into it. The Miami Dolphins, they traded the third pick that they have from a trade they had with Laramie, for Laramie Tunsil to the Houston Texans for two first-round picks. And so this first-round pick that they have, which is the third pick, they traded to they traded down to the to the 49ers or to the to the Eagles or no 49ers, I believe to get from the 12th pick to trade up to the 6th pick from the Philadelphia Eagles. So it resulted in the 49ers with the third overall pick in this year's draft with the Miami Dolphins with the 6th pick in in this year's NFL draft and with the Eagles with the 12th pick in this year's draft. So essentially the Dolphins moved down Three picks from third to sixth, right? So the Dolphins, they earlier this year, earlier in the offseason, they were rumored to be in trade talks for Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson, he wanted out of Houston and because of multiple reasons, mainly, you know, ownership and GMing and basically the front office of the Houston Texans. So he wanted out. He wanted to 
He wanted to dip. He wanted to get out of Houston, get out of Texas. And one of the teams that he mentioned that were one of his possible candidates were the Miami Dolphins. And so Miami Dolphins, as, as along with uh, many more teams, the Dolphins, they were rumored to be, you know, in trade talks for Deshaun Watson. He said he wanted to go there. And there's rumors that they that the Miami Dolphins said that they wanted Deshaun Watson. We Now, a rumor is a rumor, right? There's no actual truth or evidence behind it. It's just a rumor, right? But it is possible. And with the Dolphins trading down from the third pick to the sixth pick, they're pretty much out of the conversation when it comes to drafting a quarterback, which means that the Dolphins are set on having Tua as their franchise quarterback for the the future. So are we still sure that the Dolphins are set on having Tua as their franchise quarterback or is that trades talk, that, that heat still alive when we talk about Watson to the Dolphins? So the Dolphins have four first-round picks, right? They have the sixth, sixth pick, 18th pick, a first-round pick, and a first-round pick from the first from 2022, which is next year's draft, and 2023, which is two years from now, right? So they have four, in total, they have four first-round picks, right? So a package that a lot of people have come up with for the uh, for trading for Deshaun Watson for Miami is obviously Tua and two first-round picks, or even three. Because Deshaun Watson, he's that type of player that requires that type of uh, draft capital, those type of assets. That's that's how good he is. He's arguably a top three quarterback. And if you want to really make argument, you can say that he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But we all know the best quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. But you can make an argument that Deshaun Watson is pretty much on his level given the amount of weapons he's had, the the kind of the type of coaching he has, he's had during his career. Just basically, compare if you were to put Watson in, um, if you were to switch switch teams with Mahomes and Watson, would they have similar uh, career paths, similar career, uh, you know how their career went? So that's the type of draft that. That's the type of draft capital, the type of draft assets that a trade would require for Deshaun Watson. So the two first round picks, they could, you know, they could be whatever. They could be Houston, they could be Houston's own sixth um sixth pick that they traded to Miami. It could be that and a future first, right? Tua, Tua, the sixth pick, and a future first, 2022 or 2023. Either one. Now, I've also seen where they included the 18th pick as well, but with the recent allegations, the recent sexual allegations that have been, you know, coming up from multiple women about uh, about Deshaun Watson saying that he sexually assaulted them through, uh, you know, whatever, uh, what it basically the whole situation and. About 20 plus women have come out against Watson. So that's, you could say, you know, maybe it's just one person. Maybe, even though that's bad, you know, that's terrible. One is 
one is enough. Or you could say, you know, five women, 10 women. But 20 plus women have come out against Watson. Now, hey, with this recent, you know, culture of, you know, people coming out about sexual assault or, you know, even rape, rape victims coming out against, you know, talking about this type of stuff, calling out their acute, their assaulters or their, you know, whoever. You could say there's two sides to it, you know, there's people who believe that all these women are faking it, that they're all, you know, capping it, that they're not actually telling the truth. They're just hopping on just to, you know, ring on his parade, basically to just pile on and pile on to see his uh, demise, his doom, Watson's demise uh, doom. Or there's the other side that, you know, that these are real, that Deshaun Watson is actually a terrible guy. And all this stuff, all this stuff that's happened about him, it's horrible. And he, you know, he should be punished for, and he shouldn't, you know. And so with that possibility happening, that these, all these women are, who have come out are correct and they're truthful in their uh, allegations against Watson. What makes you think that the Texans want to keep Watson? I mean, think about it. Houston, in the earlier in the offseason, even before hiring their head coach, Watson has come out and said, I don't want to be here. I want out. But the Texans have, you know, st stood firm. They have st stood strong. And they said that they are trading Watson. No matter what, he is their quarterback of their future. No ifs, ands, or buts. But after hearing the news about all this happening with Watson, they might not want, you know, all this bad publicity around them uh, this year. You know, they already have enough crap going their way, enough criticism going their way. I mean, I mean they already traded away. They already traded away Deshaun, um, Deshaun Watson's favorite target, his one of his best teammates, arguably his best teammate ever with DeAndre Hopkins trading him away for a second round pick and a broken down David Johnson. Yeah. Not only that, but they also traded they also cut JJ Watt instead of trading him. They cut JJ Watt and in return have nothing left. They also they also let go or they didn't re-sign the Deshaun Watson's second best receiver, which is Will Fuller, who is actually on the Miami Dolphins right now. So not only that, they already they already have criticism coming out their way. Um, just you know the recent criticism about their front office and everything that's going around them with you know some racial stuff and you know not hiring um, African American uh, black candidates for their head coaching job, GMing job, whatever it may be. And Watson has come out publicly and said, I don't want to be here because of these reasons. But so with that being said, do the Houston Texans, do they want to have another level, another layer of or another reason to be criticized for to be, you know, just basically in the in a 
in a public light, but not for the good re- not for the right reasons. You have Watson wanting to leave, and you have sexual allegations regarding Deshaun Watson. So there's two reasons why you don't want to keep him, right? He wants to leave, and there's so much controversy, so much terrible things surrounding him right now that maybe it's not worth keeping him. And so with the Miami Dolphins, we all know Chris Greer. We all know how of a genius he is when it comes to uh, the draft and it comes to trading players and getting the best value and all this stuff. So what makes you think that the Dolphins aren't just sitting back in the in the shadows, in the weeds, and just watching all this, watching basically this franchise fall apart? What makes you think that they're not watching it and just seeing, okay, all these bidders are leaving. None of them want them. None of them, none of these teams, I'm pretty sure, want Deshaun Watson. And the Dolphins, do they want Deshaun Watson? Probably not. But with all this stuff happening, maybe they can just be, maybe it's part of the strategy. It's part of the plan to to wait and wait and wait and see that everyone's leaving. So the, the trade market for Deshaun Watson is going dry. No one wants him. So only team that'll want him might be the Dolphins. And so with that being said, they won't have to give up at that many assets for him because if the if Texans really want to trade him and no one else wants him, and it's just the Dolphins, it that's where the Dolphins have leverage in it. That's where you know they finally have all the power in this trade. Because if they don't want to trade for him, or the Texans, basically beggars can't be choosers, right? So they can't. Oh, it's, we want three first round picks. We want A, B, and C. We want everything. We want we want you to throw the, the sink at us for Deshaun Watson. If, but if the Dolphins say no, then they're going to have to keep this. They're going to keep um, all these allegations, all these bad public, all this bad publicity around them for a whole entire year, maybe plus. So maybe the Dolphins have a secret plan hiding in uh, – Hiding, you know, they don't, they say they're keeping Tua, but are they really, you know? They say they don't want Watson, they're selling Tua, but do they really mean that? And who knows? Maybe, maybe by the end of this, Deshaun Watson can be a Miami Dolphin for Tua and maybe one first round pick. Two first round picks. It depends how bad it gets for Watson, but hey. Watson could be out of a job. Nah, he's way too good of a player to be out of a job in the NFL. So who knows? The Dolphins still might want him. The Dolphins still might might not, not want him. Who knows? But keep this in your head. But keep that idea in your head that they might want him. Who knows? And it's a, it's a, real, pub, pub, uh, it's a real possibility that they can get him for cheap because of all this stuff that's happening. Like I said, beggars can't be choosers, so watch out, Houston Texans, because if you beg for too much, you only get jack. Okay, as you know, the Carolina Panthers traded for Sam Darnold in a 
recently, very recently, I believe, I believe last week they traded for him. So the Jets trade their quarterback, Sam Darnold, for uh, for a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. And I think with all, you know, with this trade, I believe the Panthers absolutely win this trade. I mean, think about it. How long has Sam Darnold been in the NFL for about – so he got drafted in 2018, so he's been in the league for three years. And how old is he? He's 23 years old. He's younger than Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. He's younger than Joe Burrow. When Joe Burrow was a rookie last year, and Sam Darnold has been in the NFL for three years already. So Sam Darnold, even though he's been in the league a lot longer than some of the some of these young quarterbacks who have so much success. He has a lot of untapped potential. I mean, look at it this way. He's been under Adam Gase's head coaching for in his entire, pretty much the entirety of his career. He's been, Adam Gase has been ruining quarterbacks pretty much ever since Miami. I mean, look at Ryan Tannehill, for example, right? With the Dolphins. He had a touchdown to interception ratio of 23 and 75, which is a 4.2 touchdown to interception ratio. His completion percentage, 63%. Passer rating of 87. And his record with the Dolphins, 42 and 46. That's Ryan Tannehill's stats under the, with the Dolphins. Now, Ryan Tannehill, he had so much potential. He... You know, he was super athletic. He can run like a deer. He was a wide he's a converted quarterback from a right from a wide receiver. So so much athleticism and he could pretty decent quarterback. But look at him now with the Titans after leading leaving Adam Gase. 55 to 13 touchdown to interception ratio with a se- basically 7.2 ratio from 4.2. That's that's amazing. He also has completed more a higher completion. He has a higher completion percentage of of pass attempts with 67 67.5% from 63%. He has increased his passer rating exponentially from 87 from 87 to 110 and a half uh, passer rating. That's amazing. Not only that, but he has a he has a, a great record with the Titans with an 18 and 8 record. So just from leaving Adam Gase and going to the Titans, and re- let's remember that. Let's remember that Ryan Tannehill, he came to the Titans to be a backup under Marcus Mariota. He came in as a backup, just, just as a player to, you know, who knows how it goes. He was a starter. He was all right. He was decent. But we'll see how it goes. He might be a good quarterback for the rest of his career. Who knows? But once Marcus Mariota, you know, was playing trash for the Titans and he got benched for Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill came out and let the, let the league on fire. Now, yes, you could say that, okay, he has, he had A.J. Brown. He had Corey Davis. They're two very talented wide receivers. He has, he had Johnny Smith. He had, and he has arguably the best running back in the NFL with Derrick Henry. 
with one of the best offensive lines as well. He has all that, but still, he turned he pretty much turned his entire career around by just leaving Adam Gase. So the same could be said for Sam Darnold, right? He just left Adam Gase. So who knows? He could turn his entire career around just by leaving just like just like that. Now if you think about it, with just like with Ryan Tannehill, he had no help under Adam Gase. Now yeah, Devontae Parker, he is very talented but injury prone. Jarvis Landry, great great wide receiver, but he left to Cleveland. And that's pretty much it, to be honest. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake was pretty good for the Dolphins, promising young running back. Same with Jay Ajayi. Great one, great, you know, one year. That's pretty much it. So Sam Darnold, he had no help in New York with the Jets. I mean, think about it. His best weapons was Robbie Anderson, who is now the third best weapon behind DJ Moore and, and Christian McCaffrey. Like, you go from, that's how much talent they have, or that's how much help he has now with the Panthers. But also his, his second best weapon in New York was Frank Gore. Yeah, Frank Gore, who's had almost the same... Almost the same amount of years in the NFL as Tom Brady. I mean, Frank Gore is older than some head coaches. That's how old he is. And he's a running back. A running back that's been in. He's a future Hall of Famer for sure. But if you have a running back who's been in the NFL that long. And he's your second best weapon. Come on. Come on. Like, what is that? That's no help at all for Darnold. So, with this new fresh start that he's getting in Carolina. It could be, you know, just a blessing in disguise. You know, he had to endure all this, all this crap, all this turmoil that he had to uh, endure in New York. But now he's going to be in Carolina with the new, with essentially no pressure. You know, everyone thinks he's trash. Everyone thinks he's not that good. So there's no pressure, no expectations, just him going out there and playing. Now, people might argue that, hey, they still have Teddy Bridgewater. Come on, dude. Don't be dumb. Don't be stupid. Sam Darnold or Teddy Bridgewater? Let's be smart about this. So, I think the Panthers absolutely won this trade with draft, with not drafting, with trading for Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold can have, can revive his career and be an absolute stud that he was expected to be with the Jets. But now, with the Panthers. So, with the Panthers essentially being out of the quarterback uh, needy discussion in the for the draft, that leaves that leaves the 49ers, you know? There's the 49ers there sitting at the third pick. And the dis the topic has been, you know, seemingly been in every every uh sports debate show whether it be on espn fox sports wherever everyone's been talking about well who will the 49ers draft now yes they do have jimmy garoppolo and they come out and said that jimmy is part of our future he's here to stay we're not going to trade him but you don't move up from the 12th pick to the third pick to draft 
Jamar Chase, to draft Penay Sewell, to draft Kyle Pitts. You move up to the third pick to draft a quarterback, someone who can change your your offense, change your whole team, who can improve your entire team. I mean, look at look at who the 49ers have. Do they need a wide receiver? No, they already have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Do they need an offensive lineman? No, they have Trent Williams. Do they need a tight end? No, they have arguably the best tight end in NFL in the NFL today with George Kittle. But what they do need is a quarterback. Because yes, Jimmy Garoppolo is is a good he's a decent quarterback. He's he's alright. He has his moments, good and bad. But he's a he's a decent quarterback. So the 49ers, they are expected to take a quarterback with a third pick. Now, it's been rumored that the favorite to be drafted to the 49ers is Alabama quarterback Mac Jones. Now, do you really think that the 49ers are going to take Mac Jones on a third pick? They essentially traded two first round picks with Miami to get to the third to get to the third pick from the 12th pick. You think they traded traded away two two first round picks to get Mac Jones? I believe he could they could have got him at the 12th pick. I mean Mac Jones, okay, think about it. Do you think do you think he's, you know, do you think he's better than any of these other quarterbacks? Do you think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are really, I won't say dumb enough, but do you think they really think that they're going to take Mac Jones with a third pick? I mean, Nick Wright said it best on um, on the herd. He said that basically Jimmy Garoppolo and Mac Jones are the same. They're both unathletic and they both have a defined ceiling. So why would you trade, why would you trade two first round picks to get basically the same quarterback that you already have doesn't make that much sense now yes you can look at it Kyle Shanahan he wanted Kirk Cousins pretty much the same type of build or type of skill set he got Matt Ryan to the Super Bowl and an MVP and as an MVP same type of skill set now, yes, he had a lot of success with that type of quarterback. Quarterback who's smart, a pocket quarterback, not a lot, not very athletic, but pretty good quarterback. You know, a good passer. But with the with the way that the NFL is trending right now, with athletic freaks of nature, you know, you have quarterbacks who run the ball like crazy. I mean, you have. You have, like who? You have Kyler Murray. Led the lead. He base he had. He's basically a running back playing quarterback. You know you have a lot of quarterbacks like that, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Mahomes. Uh, Justin Herbert can run can run too. You have a plethora of young, rising quarterbacks. Who have who are athletic and who have who don't have a ceiling, of a ceiling that's higher than Empire State Building. That's how high it is. 
that's what that's the way the NFL is trending with their quarterbacks. So, do you really think the 49ers are do you think they're really trying to take Mac Jones? I mean, like I mentioned earlier, their only weakness on their roster spot is a quarterback. They already have Raheem Mostert, they have Debo, they have Brandon Ayuk, they already have Kittle. They're set. And with that being said, they need a quarterback. And you're not going to draft a quarterback who has the same skill set as your current quarterback, but you want to upgrade. And an upgrade is taking one of the more athletic quarterbacks. Now, if now, like they said, that Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, going to stay with them. They're not going to trade him. If you want to do that, you can possibly draft Trey Lance, who people say who has uncomparable athleticism. You know, he runs, he runs crazy. He's, you know, he's a great rushing quarterback and he can, he has a lot of, just like, I wouldn't say just like Sam Darnold, but similarly, he has a lot of untapped potential. He's a raw prospect, you know. So if you get him with Kyle Shanahan, who's an offensive guru, you can potentially have one of the better quarterbacks, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL with his type of athleticism. Or you could take Justin Fields, who has been, for majority of the year, the second best quarterback in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence. So I think with all of this being said, with you know, with all these rumors about the 49ers taking Mac Jones, I think this is all smokescreen, to be honest. I mean, the Dolphins did it to draft Tua. Now, yes, they've been back two years ago. You know, Tank for Tua was all around the Dolphins, surrounding the Dolphins ever since day one. You know, everyone thought the Dolphins were just tanking. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL in the beginning of the year, and slowly, slowly they got better. So they were rumored to take Tua, but were they, really, they, they never really said that they were set. You know, Tua is their guy. You know, they weren't even sure who they were going to draft, whether it be Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. You know, they could they had the fifth pick, but they probably could have traded. They were, you know, some people were rumored to, some people were saying that they could trade the fifth pick to whoever they could, you know. They could, like I said, stay with the fifth pick and take Herbert, or they could trade up to the first pick and draft Joe Burrow with their plethora of first-round picks. Now, still left to be unsaid if Tua was the wrong pick for right right now. It seems like two is the wrong pick for how those three quarterbacks uh how their rookie season went with Joe with Joe Burrow, you know, having a lot of promise, having a lot of, you know, a lot of great moments as a rookie. And with Justin Herbert having, you know, a phenomenal rookie season, a record breaking rookie season. And with Tua having a pretty much underwhelming first season in the NFL but it's still left to be unsaid it's still left to be you know judged if if Tua is you know the right pick or the wrong pick who knows but I it's been done before you know there's bunch of there's always a bunch of smoke screen in the NFL draft because they everyone wants to manipulate 
everyone else so they can get the right one, the player that they want by not having to do anything. Because if you say that, okay, we're going to take, if the 49ers are going to say, yes, we're set on taking Justin Fields, and then you might have, you know, you know what I mean? Then if they, if you know, if they are, what if the Jets take Justin Fields instead of taking Zach Wilson? So, you know, it's a lot of moving pieces. You can't really say who you want to get because things might change and you don't want to fully commit to that player. So that's why I think they're having this smokescreen with Mac Jones because do you think they really traded away two first-round picks to go from the 12th pick to the third pick to take Mac Jones? I don't think so. So with that being said, if the 49ers do end up taking Mac Jones with the third pick, which I highly doubt they're going to do, whoever gets Justin Fields is going to have an absolute steal, right? Because like I mentioned earlier, Justin Fields was, you know, pretty much sold on being the second best quarterback in this year's draft behind Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, everyone is saying, everyone is saying that, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the best prospect to come out since Andrew Luck. You know, there's only been a few quarterbacks that come out the that come out of college and been warranted or have been claimed and called and honored as the the best quarterback prospect they've ever seen. You know, you always hear people talking about John Elway, Andrew Luck, and now with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is probably he could have probably been the first overall pick his freshman year, you know, or even last year with Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Tua coming out. So we all know. So that's why Joseph Fields has been always, has always been the second best quarterback in this year in for this year's draft. But if the, if the 49ers do take Mac Jones, he might, Justin Fields might be drafted as a, as a fifth, um, the fifth quarterback, he might be the fifth quarterback drafted in this year's draft. You know, after Lawrence, after Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance. I mean, shoot, he can even he can possibly go to the Falcons with with the fourth with the fourth pick, or even you know whoever. If the Four Niners do take Mac Jones, the Falcons can take him. He can be a backup behind right behind Matt Ryan. He can learn how to be an NFL quarterback and he can develop chemistry with I know with uh with Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. Now I know that you know obviously they have one of the best wide receivers ever in NFL history with Julio Jones, but Julio Jones is getting up there in age. So we don't know specifically if if he'll keep that same level of uh athleticism of skill as he's getting older just as with Matt Ryan you know Matt Ryan's getting up there in age so if Justin Fields get there gets there it's it's an immediate you know change there's no there's no uh there's no rebuild process it's just uh a revamp uh, a revamp is just a just a switch in the guard basically one from one generation immediately to another generation so that's if the falcons take him with the fourth overall pick but he could possibly 
Now, if the Falcons do take Trey Lance, he could possibly go to the Denver Broncos with the ninth pick. That's how low that they that he can go. I mean, Denver seems to be done with Drew Locke. He hasn't had. He's been pretty disappointing throughout his NFL career. Even though it's been only about two years or so, it's been pretty disappointing. So, and Denver seems to be done with him, and they need to compete with the other teams in that in their division in the AFC West. I mean, you have you have the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. You have the LA Chargers with Justin Herbert. And you even have the Las Vegas Raiders with Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota. But you pretty much have those three quarterbacks. And are you really going to compete with Drew Locke? Do you really want to be the fourth, the fourth, the worst team in your division and arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL? No, you don't want that. So if Justin Fields does end up sliding all the way to the ninth pick for the Broncos, it's, it's an absolute steal. I mean, they're pretty much like the 49ers, but on offense. I mean, at running back. I mean, do they have any weaknesses? You know, the only weakness that they have pretty much is their quarterback in Denver. They already have Melvin Gordon. At running back for wide receivers, they have a plethora of wide receivers, of young, young up and coming wide receivers. They have Cortland Sutton, they have Jerry Judy, they have KJ Hamler, they have uh, Tim Patrick. Four very good and promising young wide receivers, and they even have a young star rising with Noah Fant at their tight end. So, just like the 49ers, they have so many, pretty much everywhere else is filled out except for quarterback. So if they were, if Justin Fields were to get him, it's the last, you know, for the offense, it's a last piece of the puzzle. But who knows? The 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 Broncos, even though they're they're very much a quarterback needy team, they have a lot of holes that need to be filled up. More probably more maybe more important than getting a quarterback. Who knows? But think about this. This is a crazy one. For sh- for sh- this is a crazy one for show. If Denver ends up taking, you know, someone else, a quarter, or ends up taking uh, a defensive player, offensive lineman, whoever it may be, I was looking at the rest of the, you know, the the rest of the draft, seeing who uh, who they could, who else is quarterback needy, and the rest of the teams, they're not. I mean. Here, let me, let me look up the the draft order. So with the first overall pick, you have you have the Jaguars, and then the second you have the Jets, third, 49ers, fourth, Falcons. Those are all essentially quarterback needy teams. Maybe not the Falcons, but those three teams are definitely quarterback needy. And then you have the Bengals, who are not going to take a quarterback because they already have Joe Burrow. The Dolphins, they're not going to take a quarterback because they already have Tua. The Lions, they just traded for Jared Goff. The Panthers, they just traded for Sam Darnold. The Broncos, they might take, you know, they might take a, a defensive player 
or an offensive lineman. Who knows? Cowboys already have Dak. Giants, they have Daniel Jones. Eagles, they have Jalen Hurts. Chargers, Herbert. Vikings, uh, what's his name? Kirk Cousins. So the Vikings are the 14th pick. The 15th pick, though, that's the New England Patriots. Now, yes, they just re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year, $8 million contract, which is, I mean, you got him on a discount because Cam is still, you know, even though he's not a great passer, he's a great, he's one of the best running quarterbacks still to this day. But just imagine, right? Just imagine if the Patriots do end up taking Justin Fields with their 15th overall pick. Whoa. What? What is that? Imagine Justin Fields working with Josh McDaniels and their crazy creative offense, right? You go from having one of the worst passing quarterbacks in the NFL, Cam Newton, to a young and up-and-coming athletic uh quarterback with Justin Fields, who you don't have to really pretty much pay. I mean, the Patriots, they're pretty much set everywhere else. Now, yes, they have one of the one of the worst offenses in the well, last year, but they added some players, and they still do have some players. I mean, at running back, they have Damian Harris, uh, they have James White, and they have Sony Michelle. Pretty good at running back. They're pretty set. They were already a running, uh, a rush, running heavy, a run heavy offense last year, especially with Cam Newton. And the wide receiver, they have Julian Edelman. They just acquired Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, and they still have Jacoby Myers. And at tight end, they have Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry, who are both one of the. They're both top, arguably top five tight ends today. So if you just add a quarterback who can do pretty much more in the passing game than Cam Newton, I mean, shoot, the Patriots might even be the second best. They might go from being one of the worst teams in the NFL, the worst offenses in the NFL, to maybe even being one of the best offenses in the NFL with just Justin Fields. So if the 49ers do take Mac Jones, Fields can either go to the Falcons with the fourth pick or he can go to the Broncos with the ninth pick or even as low as the fifth pick to the Patriots. Now, if the Patriots do end up taking, if they, if Justin Fields ends up slipping all the way down to them and they do end up taking someone else because they do believe in Cam Newton or whatever, I mean, he can go he can go to 19th pick for the Washington football team. He can go to the 20th pick for the Chicago Bears. He can go, let's see. He can go 28th pick with for the Saints. I don't know if they believe in Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill or not. He could even slip as far. He can even slip to the second round if he might. If he um if it need be. That's how that's how crazy it is. That's how so that's if 
the Patriots, the Broncos, and the Falcons pass on Justin Fields. And if you get Justin Fields in the second round, you that's an, that's probably the steal of the decade, to be honest. So, who knows? I think the 49ers should draft Justin Fields, but if he goes, if he slips to anyone else, even, even one pick lower to the Falcons, that's already a steal, in my opinion. But if he goes to the Patriots, uh, as a Dolphins fan, Seeing the Patriots rise, potentially rise back to dominance. That's going to be a tough one. Okay, so for my last topic today, I want to get at something that's not football related, something basketball related. So recently, Draymond Green was on a pod, was on Kevin Durant's podcast, and he had some controversial comments. He called, it was regarding the trash talking nowadays in the NBA and and especially with young players. And he essentially called the younger players soft when it comes to trash talk. So here, let me read you the quote. This is regarding the soft. This is regarding the young players. They soft as hell. I found myself talking bleep, crap, trash. To some of these young dudes that won't talk. And they're like trying to be a friend. That's what these young dudes do nowadays. I don't understand it. So a lot of you know, there's a lot of controversy going around about Draymond Green saying, you know, what is this guy talking about? Soft? You're barely even older than them. Draymond Green is 31 years old. Now, yes, he does look like he can be, you know, like in his late 30s the way he plays but Draymond Green's only 31 he's not that much older than these players 10 years older than some of these players but it's not by that much you know but a lot of people are giving giving criticism to Draymond Green about these comments saying you know what are you talking about it's like an old man yelling at the clouds you know that type of stuff that you know what are you talking about dude you you don't make any sense you're just trying to talk trash because you're not as good as you used to be. So you're trying to bring down these young stars, these young players who are playing phenomenally, phenomenally well to your level with this trash talk. Now, come on, dude. What what kind of talking is this? I my opinion, Draymond Green is when he's been so overrated in his career that he's becoming underrated, underappreciated at this point of his career. Now, yes. Draymond Green isn't his. Everyone makes everyone talks about his offense, how it's one of the worst, his, especially his shooting. But there's so much that Draymond does that don't show up on the box score and that don't show up in the points category, especially. I mean, Draymond Green, he even got a triple double with rebounds, assists, and steals. I'm pretty sure he can get a quadruple double with assists, rebounds, steals and even blocks i mean that's the type of player draymond green is he's not concerned with scoring which is rightfully so i mean he throughout you know the prime of his career he had steph curry arguably the greatest shooter of all time clay who is just in that same conversation he also had kevin durant who is one of the greatest scorers and players of all time so there's no need for him to take away 
um, scoring attempts from them, but to do everything else. So they they can only focus. So they just have to focus on scoring. He's been arguably the best and most versatile defender in the last decade or so. He's been, you know, arguably one of the smart the smartest players in NBA history, especially with his basketball IQ on with his passing vision and with his defensive, you know, IQ. He's he's essentially at this point in his career, one of the most underrated players now, nowadays. But when people attack that, you know, that aspect of his, you know, of him, his his uh his skill or his his uh his production. That's not what he's talking about. He's just talking about how, you know, at these younger players, they don't want to they they don't want to talk trash. They don't want to, you know, be enemies, be rivals. And that's the way, you know, in my last podcast, that's the way in my last podcast where I talk about how, you know, the altercation between Tom Izzo and one of his players. That's the way, you know, the NBA is going. That's the way not just NBA, but basketball is going nowadays. Everyone is softer. Everyone wants to be everyone's friend, which is which is good. I mean, shoot, positivity full on, my brother. But that's the way the NBA is going. Is it good? Yeah, but sometimes it's bad, you know, because when you when everyone wants to be a friend. No one wants to compete against you. No, actually, no. When there's a certain level of competition you can get at if someone's your friend, you know. Now look at uh look at LeBron and Kobe. They've always been friends, but they've always competed at the highest level. No matter whenever they matched up against matched up against each other, they've always, you know, went at it. Now maybe that might be Kobe because Kobe is just, you know, a, a different level of craziness. He'll go at whoever maybe he'll probably go give you know hundred ten percent effort against his daughters. That's how that's how crazy Kobe is. That's that Mamba mentality. But nowadays people talk about Mamba mentality, but I don't know, do they really have it? Everyone's trying to be a friend out here that you know, sometimes you need enemies, sometimes you need rivals, people to uh people to get you going. You know, if you really don't like someone, you're gonna do your best to, you know, tear them apart, to shut them down. I mean, do you really wanna clamp up your friend? Do you really want to know to you know drop 30 on drop 40 on your friend's head? No. Do you want to embarrass your friend out there on the court? No. You want to, you know, be nice to them. You don't want to go too hard on them because you're friend. You want to keep that friendship. You don't want to burn bridges or anything like that. But if you have, you know, if you had that level of competitiveness that Draymond is talking about to the point where you want to, you know, talk trash to someone, because if someone's talking trash to you. And you say, hey, man, let's just be friends out here. It's all good. We don't have to do all that. Let's just be homies. You want that player in your team? No way. You think Kobe was out here trying to make friends? You think Jordan was out here trying to make friends? You think Shaq, uh, Kevin Garnett, uh, maybe even Magic or Larry Bird? Or any of these great players were trying to make friends during their NBA career? No. Maybe, you know, towards the, the latter end of their career, they're trying to make friends because, you know, they're on the, you know, they're on their last leg. 
they don't really have much so they want to you know be friends with everyone especially after their after their career after they retire they want to be friends with everyone you know look at Kobe and Shaq they were teammates when they were the Lakers they were teammates were they friends I don't know there's a lot of stuff that was going on about them that they had so many disagreements they didn't like each other which ended up being the reason why the Lakers moved on from Shaq and stuck with Kobe because, you know, they just had their relationship, but just wasn't working. So you want to. So they didn't work out. Now, yes, they were great teammates, but friends now. Now, if I know everyone's seen that interview between Kobe and Shaq when they're in the, the Lakers facility with all those champions, all those trophies. They're having their one on one conversation, just talking up, chopping it up. You know, being friends. That's the right. That's the time to be friends. Is after your career when you're not focused solely on basketball. Now, with the players being, you know, soft and not wanting to talk, talk trash. Yeah, some players just don't want to talk trash. But I think Draymond is getting at what he's really trying to get at is that they don't have that competitive spirit. They don't have that, you know, that drive in them that wants that if someone talks trash to them, they're just going to shy away from it. They're just going to go away from it. They don't want to talk back. Now, Draymond, he's one of the best trash talkers in the NBA today, maybe in history. But I think he's getting that, that these players don't have that. They don't they don't have that in them. It's, you know, that fight or flight. They rather, they choose flight. They don't want to altercations. They don't want any of that. Now, if, if the players, if these young players go at Draymond Green, that's a different story. That means they just want the smoke. You know, they they want it. They want to talk about it. You know, they got time. They got they got time now. But I understand if they don't want to do that. They don't want to come at someone for no reason or just because. But if it's someone who's coming at you, who's, you know, who's trying to talk to you, talk smack about you, talk smack to you, to your face during a game. And they don't want to talk back. They just want to be, hey, man, let's be friends. It's okay. No need to fight. It's all good. That's that's kind of a problem, you know, especially someone on your on an opposing team. If they talk trash, you want to talk trash back to them. I don't know. That's just me. That's a lot of people I know. They, If we go to the, you know, if you play a pickup ball and so, some random dude talks trash to you, you're not gonna be like, hey man, it's all good, bro. Let's just be let's be let's just be friends. I know some people that want to do that, but there's inside. I know that they're like, who the who the heck, who the hell is this dude trying to talk smack to me? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to embarrass this dude. I'm trying to, you know, talk smack back to him. That's the competitive spirit people have. If Draymond's saying that he doesn't feel that, then that's a problem, man. They should have that competitive spirit, especially how much they've played basketball throughout their lives, the young lives, and, you know, with these young players. I think that's what Draymond's getting at, that they just lack that competitive spirit to the point where they don't want to talk trash, but they want to be friends. <sighs> I don't know. I'm young myself. Now, if Draymond Green's talking smack to me, I'd be pretty terrified. Because Jeremiah Green is just a scary dude. 
you know, along with, along with, you know, all those type of players, you know, like, uh, Rondo, Patrick Beverly, PJ Tucker, uh, the Morris twins, players like those who are just, mm, I don't know if I want to get into with one of these guys, but if I was young and I had, and I had game shoot, I want to talk smack because I can back it up. I don't know. That's just me, but let me, let me know what you guys think about this because there's a lot that, you know, you can be on either side of the, of the spectrum. Who do you agree with Draymond? Do you not? Let me know what you guys think. So thank you all for listening. I deeply appreciate you guys giving my podcast a listen. You can find this episode and many more wherever you find podcasts, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even here on Anchor FM. But hey, don't leave right now. Don't don't you press that button. Don't don't go. Because your job isn't over yet. Make sure you go follow me on Instagram at Discussion to get more content. And don't forget to share this episode to a friend or family. And remember, times is 20, even though it's 2021, it's a new year. Things have not changed. Even new year, same year, basically. Remember to wear a mask. Take a shower because you stink. Brush your teeth because you stink. Wash your hands because you're nasty. Put on deodorant because you stink. Use hand sanitizer because you're nasty. And watch sports. All right, that's it for me. Take it easy, y'all. Later.